Hello, uh, welcome to VMworld 2020, uh, the remote edition. Um, this is Richard Kenyon, and uh, I am giving a presentation called Catastrophic Failure, Tales from the Trenches. Um, I've been a V expert for the last three years. I've also been for the last uh, three years the Buffalo VMUG co-leader. Uh, you can reach me at Twitter and LinkedIn via the hashtag you see there. And I've been in the IT industry for about 20 years at this point in varying capacities. Uh, I used to be a web developer. I used to do some coding. I used to do some databases. I even used to do some uh, help desk as well, which is what everybody should do at least once in their career. And I have moved up the power to be a virtualization and storage engineer at Cinecore in Buffalo, New York. And I would like to give this talk and let you know one of the issues we discovered when we went to do a NetApp maintenance. So if you've ever been at a bar with your friends, you're out drinking, you start telling war stories about, you know, what's happened to you in your career and things like that. This is my story. So first of all, here's your beer. And I'm going to give you the story of what happened. And then we're going to walk through how it actually happened and all the troubleshooting that went along with it. So to give you the point of reference, um, my company has a DR facility located in Dallas, Texas. Uh, the facility is completely virtualized that runs on a storage infrastructure of NetApp. We have about 250 ESX hosts. We have a DR vCenter and we have a development vCenter that's hosted in the data facility. One of the DIM modules in our NetApp ended up having some errors on it. So we failed over from one node to the other node, which is standard operating procedure. And in the process of doing that, the technician, which we were in communication with on site, ended up pulling out the node to replace the DIM as one does. And as soon as he did that, the rest of our environment completely dropped and went read only. Um, our first assumption was he bumped the power cord, he you know, bumped some fiber cables, he bumped a switch cable that's in the chassis, he you know, knocked over a circuit in, in the rack. So he, he must have done something. We come to find out within about 20 minutes that he actually didn't do anything. Um, there was a bug in the specific version of ONTAP, which is NetApp's operating system that we were running, that had a specific version of motherboard firmware, which had a specific version of network card firmware that had a bug in it that just had a loose counter. Uh, when the counter went over a thousand, it caused a kernel panic in the NetApp node that was running and dropped that one and rebooted it. And that happened all within the span of about 90 seconds. So that then caused all of our DR environments and about a quarter of our development environment to go read only. And then when the node came back up online, it was like basically pulling the hard drives out of all of our running VMs. Uh, we had then no customer impact, which is great because it's a DR facility and development facility. And then we had to spend the next four hours, you know, kind of piecing our environment back together and learning a few different things in the process. So that is the story of how that actually happened. And this is actually what happened from 
the point in time we realized there's a problem until the solution uh, came to be, which was some assistance through NetApp as well as uh, a lot of our other teams on site. Uh, I'm telling you this because everybody's been in this situation before. Um, and sometimes having a person tell you the story of how they solved it might help you in your environment. So the first thing that we start with is, uh-oh, something just broke. What just went wrong? We have to figure out how it broke, what happened. So our first set of questions, once we realize there's a problem, is what can I as a virtualization and storage administrator hit right now? What's up and running? What's functional? What pieces are a problem? And that obviously is your vCenter, your storage um, controllers, as well as your uh, general administration boxes. Okay, now that we can figure out what we can and can't hit, let's figure out what scope this is. What data center are we in? We're in our DR facility. What cluster? It's our administration cluster, our production slash DR cluster, and our development cluster. Next question would be, if you are a um, service provider like my company is, the next immediate question is, which clients are down? Uh, do you have any revenue generating events? Do you have any people that are going to be calling you asking questions? Do you have any customers who are using your client's uh, application stack for their own purposes? And the answer to that in this case was no, nothing like that in our production facility because it's DR. The next thing that we ask is our network operations center, network operations center, excuse me, uh, always has a bunch of dashboards up. They're looking at traffic for our clients. They're looking at our data center facilities. They're looking at all of the different things that they are responsible for. So we ask them in chat, hey, we're doing a storage change right now. What do you see? What is going on on your end? And unfortunately, in this case, the next screen I'm going to show you is quite literally exactly what they saw. Everything broke. Literally, their entire monitoring solution got overwhelmed with as many problems as they've seen. Because if you think about it, when you have 1,001 VMs automatically go read-only, each VM could have up to 60 checks, if not more, and it just overloads the monitoring facility. So our network operations center currently is a uh, newer set of employees that doesn't have a lot of experience. And as Fry is showing you, basically they thought it was the end of the world because they had never seen a mon their monitoring solution break like this. So that's a little bit of an added stressor into what they started to panic and have all these issues come up. And they're like, oh my God, what do I do? And I and my team had to kind of walk them through, relax, we're all here together, let's fix what's wrong. And then we kind of told them, here's what happened, here's what we know of at the moment and kind of brought them back from the brink. But it was quite funny to see in chat that a bunch of people just went, everything just broke. So first we had to tell them where the stack broke. And this picture is where myself and my teammates have control of. Uh, our storage administration team and virtualization team control the following stack. We control the data center square footage, the power, we help the networking team arrange their equipment to be delivered, installed, and then managed at the data center co-location itself. And the network in our instance consists of uh, fiber as well as ethernet. We then move down the stack to storage. And in our case, we have object storage systems and we also have block and we have file storage systems. Then that ties into our server infrastructure, which 
are physical machines as well as physical VMware hosts. And my team's responsibility is the VMware side of that equation. Once you move down the stack a little bit further, you hit the guest operating systems. And the guest operating systems in this case are mostly Linux, CentOS, and a little bit of corporate infrastructure for the Windows. When we break it into the storage side of things, this picture is exactly the hardware that broke in the data center that I am referring to. So it's sometimes rare when you can see physically what actually broke and it helps in presentations like this as well as having good pictures of your data center. So our NetApp system was the one that went down. The block and file side of the equation went down. Object store was a different setup, so that was fine. And the picture right there is an AFF8080EX and uh, the back of the picture shows the relatively well done um, wiring that the technician was working with. So we can immediately see that he could have hit a power cable for the switches, which are up top. He could have accidentally knocked one of the fiber cables offline to the node he was not replacing and working on. He could have hit one of the SAS cables, or he could have hit one of the power cables to the secondary node as well. So any one of those things at the time when we first noticed an issue was our first Here's what's going on. So now we've moved to the storage. Which pieces have failed? Which volumes are down? Which network interfaces are okay? And which uh, HBAs are okay? Everything from the NetApp point of view at the time when we checked seemed to be perfectly fine. All the volumes were online. All of the cards were up. All the NICs were up. All of the volumes and pieces, everything seemed to be fine until we checked the uptime of the cluster and realized the secondary node we had failed over to had rebooted, which shouldn't have happened. So the next thing we do is say, okay, now we need to check DNS, make sure that's working, because that's usually one of the first things that we check. And DNS wasn't working. And then we move down to, okay, that's a virtual machine. Let's make sure our vCenters and our PSCs are functioning. Uh, we were at 65U1, and the vCenter and the PSCs were read-only. So we had to go and find those, make sure that they were doing their FSCKs and come back up, rebooted perfectly fine, and we had network connection, and now we can start fixing our environment. In the time of about 20 minutes where we have gotten to this point, we now have our network operations center a little more calmed down. We are letting them know what's going on bit by bit, and we're feeding them information. They then ask us, as is our chain of command, do you need an incident manager? And an incident manager is responsible for communication between all of the following teams, the network operations guys, the data uh, database guys, systems administrators, email administrators, uh, web operations portals, um, an internal uh, program called VAM that we have, the storage team, myself, and then the network team as well, because all of the pieces of this data center broke. So all of these teams are going to need to have a person in charge of fixing their individual pieces. And an incident manager, while they may not necessarily be technical, always comes in with this face. They know nothing. They don't know what's going on, and their role isn't technical troubleshooting. It's being a frontline communication for all of these teams to ask question to so that these teams can do troubleshooting themselves. They also then report up in case this was a client impacting event 
they would be responsible for communicating to the clients as well as our internal executives who usually would start asking questions if it was a client impacting event. Uh, they are a very important piece to let the technical teams troubleshoot without getting bugged every five minutes. What's the status? What's going on? Why did this break? They are the front line in letting the teams that are doing the work do the work as well as feeding the executives information they need to know as well as the clients of the company of Cinecor, what they need to know. They're very good at what they do, but it's sometimes funny when they come in at three o'clock in the morning looking like that. So what actually broke? Here's a list of the VMs that we have. The left side is the DR facility. The right side that's expanded is the NetApp cluster that went down. So as you can see, organization is a very key part of your network and making it sure you can quickly see what broke where and how to fix it. So if we didn't have the data stores and the VMs organized like this, it would be very difficult for us to bring 1,001 VMs back online after a reboot because they went read-only without knowing exactly where they broke and exactly which pieces went down. The right-hand side is actually especially uh, interesting to note is because that's actually our data stores. A lot of people don't quite realize that you can make folders for your data stores. And in this instance, as you, if you have multiple different types of hardware, you can very quickly find out which data stores broke because you know which hardware they're on, because you know which cluster they belong to. So this was an invaluable piece that I really hope a lot of uh, virtual administrators utilize. And it makes for a very well laid out uh, plan for day-to-day -day maintenance, as well as you can kind of see what things lie in different places. As I said, we had about 1,001 VMs go read-only, which means we now need to bring them back online with a set of reboots. And because vCenter is as it is, sometimes it's hard to make a large change like that. So we ended up doing a PowerShell script at the time I didn't know existed. You can actually do uh, open VMRC, and it ends up giving you a quite wonderful screen of things that look like this. So you can bring up on your 50-inch monitors all of the VMs that you've rebooted and watch them reboot to make sure that they are FSCKing properly and bring them back up to functioning states. Uh, and every so often, you might have one that just gets stuck and you can easily pinpoint it by having a screen that looks like this. You can also open a web console with PowerCLI, but I found doing the open VMRC a little bit easier because it sets, in Windows at least, a taskbar group for things that you can cascade, you can stack side by side, or in our case, you can just tile and watch them all come up at once. We broke it apart by doing our email infrastructure uh, for the DR side into groups. So we did like SMTP servers, we did POP servers, we did exchange, um, migration servers, and we did our LDAP controllers all in separate groups so we can watch the bits and pieces come up. We also obviously brought up our DNS, our corporate LDAP, our corporate Active Directory, our corporate domain controllers up in the same way. It just helps if you group them all together, which as I said in the previous screen, you can see on the left where those pieces reside so you can script against them. So now that we have our environment back up and running after a few hours, we can figure out what actually happened. And in this instance, NetApp jumped on immediately because we opened up a P1 case with them as well as we had a uh, early case open to saying, hey, we're doing some maintenance. 
So they immediately called us and went, this is something you should never see is an emergency root volume not working properly when the nodes came back up. So they actually, to their credit, I, it's one of the reasons I enjoy working with the NetApp hardware, they called us immediately and said, hey, what's going on? How can we help you? What broke? We filled them in. We gave them a, a VDI to make sure that they had WebEx into the environment. And they started working and looking at how they can help us while we were bringing up our environment on the other side of that screen. They waited for about four hours. They did their research. They did their logs. And they found out that, as I had mentioned earlier, we had a strange issue of firmware versions on top of your OS versions being kind of funky. Uh, they said that this can be fixed with a workaround which we then did. I'll show you that in a minute. And then they said that they also wanted to check our other prod facility and make sure that wasn't impacted. And it was to be fixed at a later date. So we now know that we had to fix that. So they were very, very helpful in working with us and being there when we needed them. And so we had so we had the dim, we had the panic, we had the root fall issue when it came back up, and NetApp did a quick give back once they did the thing. And here is the actual item that is the problem. The counter on the membership report sent, in our case, was above 1,000. And then our production facility, one node was affected and one node was not for further RCA. So that is the horror story that we have of that entire DR facility going down and being brought back up within four hours. Um, if you have any questions, comments, or concerns, I hope you enjoyed your beer over my story, and I can be reached at the following information. So thank you very much, and enjoy the rest of VMworld.